This year is brought to you by Eshel Publications. Eshel Publications is a non-profit organization dedicated to spreading the Torah, Shiurim, and Sefarim of Rabbi Aaron Lapiansky. For sponsorships or more information, visit eshelpublications.com. Um, a biography of somebody, um, you, we used to do it to feed the, the yard site of somebody who would coming month. Um, now we've switched it to in order of um, historical order. And we are holding at the end of the Tkufas Agoinim, in beginning in the gray area into the Tkufas Arishainim, which is like the 900s. So we're going to speak about Rabbeinu Hananel, which seems to us like just a very little purish on the side of the Gemara, kind of, you know, small words that seem to say pretty much like Rashi. But there's a, it's, a, it's a whole big... Chapter in history, and, and it's uh, important to, to talk about it. First of all, we always, I'm always marked him where I get my information from. Like, there's nobody today that can sit down and write about something happened a thousand years ago, literally over a thousand years ago. So, two Makairis for this. One is the Chida. The Chida is, it was an extraordinarily accomplished story. He, he, he saw almost every Xavier there was, and he put together stuff and so on. He does, is incredible. It's, it's usually very laconic and short. There was someone else who did work on, the, on this Kufa a lot. His name was Shlomo Yudur Rappaport. He was a son of the He went by the acronym Shir, Shin Yudresh. He, he was a Rav, he was a Maskil, um, and had like a foot in both worlds. But his work, as in historical work, is, is incredible. He basically, to do something like that, he did Rabbi Hananel, he did Rabbi and he did many of, that, of, that, of those kufa. He pushed it, would take everything that they wrote, everything that had been written to them, contemporaries, and milk out all sorts of ideas. Like, you know, uh, <coughs> Who mentions him? Who doesn't mention him? What years do they write Zechariah Vracha? What years do they write, you know, Yishmeri Hashem Bichayehu? On and on. It's really incredible work that takes a Talmud Chacham of first rank to do. And also, some of it is Hasharis. You can take it or leave it. But definitely his work was the, was the incredible, groundbreaking work on it. It's not a big work. It's, it's, it's two or three pages of biography and... 50 pages of footnotes where he got it from. It's really the way it should be done. But I want to be mocked him a little bit. So we've mentioned this before. What was happening in Tyra? Tyra's center was Bavel. Was Iraq. There were the yeshivas there. Surab, Mdisa. Those were the main centers. And that's where the Goenim basically um, functioned. And that was the north center class. So the Shtei Yeshivas and Shilas and Shubas would come to them, and that's where Torah came to, went to Kaleisvel, from Bavel. It now, with Rav Haigon's Ptira, it was disintegrating, and it would last, it, it, it farmed out to two or three other places, and then it would die totally in Iraq, and it went off to Spain mostly. Spain and France, Germany for the Balakaisvist and so on. But there was a, a stop in the middle, there were two or three stops, and there was another center called Kirwan, 
which is a city in Tunisia. It's a holy city for the Muslims, and at some point they kicked out all the Jews because of it. But that's that was that had a yeshiva there. A yeshiva in those days wasn't just a place you know where a person went to learn. It was a makom Torah. This was where Torah people would send their shilas to, and and so on and so forth. So there wasn't Kiruan. There was one in in in, in the time. There was something. There's a story that's. This story is brought down by Sefer Kabbalah from the first Ravid. The first Ravid was a historian, and not a noted Talmud Chacham. That was the, the Ravid that we know of, is the, the third Ravid, the Balasogis. The second one was the Ravid that the Ramban brings as um, Roish Bezdin. But this is the first Ravid. He wrote a Sefer called Sefer Kabbalah with a history. And it's considered fairly reliable. There are, there are debates on certain points. But he brings a very famous story, and the story is a story worth uh, remembering. It's, he said how Torah got to Spain. He said there were four of the Goinim on a boat. They were going, traveling, I don't remember to where, to collect money. And pirates captured them. And they took them to ransom them in different Kehillahs. So one ended up in Spain, and that, that was a big push for Torah to start in Spain. One ended up in Egypt. The one that ended up in Egypt, um, he brings a very interesting story. He was sitting in the, in the he, he, they brought him Shabbos to the shul so that people should redeem him, the community should redeem him. And the Rav was a very big tzaddik, but he was not a big Talmud Chacham, so he writes it. And he was starshing the psukim, it says, you know, by Vetovel um, Vihiza, that on every Tvila, on every Hazor, he needed Tvila. So he taught us if the Kayin had to be Tevel each time he made a Hazor to Etzba by the Dam. So he, 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 I forgot the name of the Kayin that was in Egypt that, that he brought to, to redeem. He said, That's ridiculous. He said, So what's the Pshat? He said, It's Tvila's Etzba, not Tvila of the person. So he was. He he told him, you 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 deserve to be the rav here, and he gave him the job. Well, upon him, this through this Maisa, and one of the people was Rabbeinu Chushil. He was a guy, and he was the father of Rabbeinu Hanano, and he ended up in Kiruan, and the yeshiva in Kiruan because of him had a had a uh, big t- uh, you know it it became much more important because he was there. His son Rabbeinu Hanano is the one we're talking about. Rabbi Nechananel is considered already, Reb Haigorn is considered the last Gaon, we spoke about him once. Rabbi Nechananel, the Miri says, is the beginning of what he calls the Rabbonim. It, historically, we look at it today as a gray area between the Tkufus HaGaonim, which is assumed under Reb Haigorn, and the beginning of the Rishonim, which the Rif is seen as being the first. <coughs> so you have Rabbi Hananel, and you have somebody who learned with him together in Kirwan, and his name is Rabbi Nisim Goyen. He was born, uh, they were both born around 955, 965, that's the date given, more or less, and lived to be about 90 till 1055. Well, those are approximations, but more or less what you do is by, by looking and seeing from what point onwards are they addressed as and, and so on. That's the approximation. So they lived there. The, it's assumed 
they write that he that his rebbe was his father was definitely his rebbe. They write Reb Haigrain, very unclear if that was possible or not. But if he wasn't a direct rebbe, it certainly he had a lot of his Torah. That's clear. The Talmidim were the Rif, Rabbeinu Gershom, who ended up Italy and, and the north, and the, the Bala Oroch, who was in Italy. Echido brings it. It's not 100% clear that they were direct Talmidim, but certainly the Hashpa was there. So it's, it's, it's hard to imagine Rabbeinu Gershom was the beginning of Chachme Ashkenaz and 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 Tzarfas, and the Rif was the beginning of 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 Chachme Sfarad, and that somebody could be pivotal and be Mashpi and both of them is really incredible. Um, another place where this is important to know if he was a Rebbe or not. The, one of the three that's considered that's supposed to be his Talmidim is Reb Nosen Bala Oroch. The Oroch is a dictionary. But it has a lot of shtikot Torah in it. Tosis brings him quite a few places. In, in Ksuba, it's very famous. Um, it, it, and now, knowing if if you understand him to be a Talmud Rach, it means that his sheet and the Rach sheet are going to be similar, identical. It's it's That's that's its significance. Al Kaponim. So the Rach was the Gadol, who sort of is the connection. Between Tkufas Agoinim to Tkufas uh, Harishainim. He was the first one to write a Pirush on the Gemara. He wrote a Pirush on the entire Shas. We don't have it on Taya Shas, we lost big parts of it, but he wrote, he wrote a Pirush on Kiman Taya Shas. The, we spoke about Rabbeinu Gershom when we spoke about him, and that was later. And and uh, the Rach was the first Pirish. Now, being that it was the first Pirish on Shas, there are a few differences, a few interesting points about that Pirish. One is, Hibederach Klau is not Mefarish Gemaras that are easy. And like he'll write, the rest is easy. Only the parts that are difficult, that's one thing about it. Two, he is mefarish. He brings the halacha lemaisa. That was considered to be a, 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 a very important part of it. A third point of it is that he um, he brings the Yerushalmi. I looked it up. I, I counted it on a database. He brings the Yerushalmi 360 times on his pirush. He was the first one to really bring the Yerushalmi in as comparing it. In every sugya, he writes what Yerushalmi says. Um, he he as he also one more very interesting phenomenon in 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 the uh, in in the Rach. As long as the Jews lived in Babel, <coughs> their understanding of the words in Lashon Kodesh, in in, Ar- in Ar- Aramis, was good. They spoke the language. The language was similar. The Jews spoke it. And Benela, the need to translate words was not so important. When, it, when they moved into, it started moving out, where there was in Tunisia, where there was in Spain and so on, they began forgetting it. And Benela, they needed to, 
so he would translate, the Rach will translate words that are difficult because it was not, people didn't know. The, um, there's one more fascinating phen- phenomenon that, that was true of the Goinim and is not true of Rishonim. The Rosh, when he brings the Rach, writes about him, the Koldvar of Divri Kabbalahim. If you take a look in Chuvas Agoinim, in the Chuvas of Agoinim, you will find um, that they're very brief, very laconic. They will many times say, Vekach Kabbalahi Biyadeinu, Vekach Nagu Vishtei Yeshivas. You don't find any pilpul in the, in the Goinim. Most of the things that people don't know, they'll say, we have a Messiris, it's this way and this way. Um, and that's what it means, called for Kabbalah. Toysis brings in a place about the Rach. The Rach it said there's a Kabbalah, something about Rebbe Kiva, that, that he happened to be this or that or the other thing. This means there was a whole Messiris of Toysh Per that was in the yeshivas and was not printed any place. You know, the call to Verdi Kabbalah means we can't argue with them because something that you figure out through a masa matin, through a pilpul, so you can argue. That, that's open. So when Toysi has a kasha and he gives a teretz, and therefore this is the halacha, it's based on his kasha and his teretz. If I have a different teretz, if I have a kasha against his teretz, I can slug it up. There's, no, there, there's nothing that's binding me. When the Goinim speak, and like when the Rach spoke, and he said, this is the way it is. He said it not misvar de He said it not mikoyach apulpul. He said it because they had these messiris. So those messiris, and he was the last one that they write about that the Vram Kabbalah. And that's why the Rush defers to him. And he says, you know, it's called the Vram Kabbalah. From that point onwards, when, when he was Nifta, basically within a year or so, um, I think uh, Reb Nisim might have taken over. He was Nifta shortly after that. It closed. Yeshiva closed. And that was the end of it. So whatever remnants there was of Tkufa Sagainim was over. And now it went off into uh, Spain and in France, Germany, France. And over there, the people, they didn't have these Messiahs. They didn't know the words. It was a very different... Um, way of being able to learn out the Vreteira, you know, from, from what we have. And they needed, it says people forgot a lot, there were a lot of tsaras, they needed Pirushim, they, 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 they came out, in Kuvzagayim, there were no Pirushim, the Rach was the first one. They, 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 you know, people seemed to know it, just learning from, from the Rebbeim. The Rach was the first one that felt compelled to write it. The Rach wrote, there are many Chuvas, we don't have a Chuvas safe of his, but the Chuvas mentioned Azfarim. There uh, there was a sefer he wrote called Sefer Hamiktsoyos, which was on different in Yanim like Piske Halachas. It's mentioned in the Mordechai in a few places. We don't have it. We don't have any a physical sefer called Sefer Hamiktsoyos. He wrote. He worked a lot on the Gersus, on the Gersoyos, and you'll see. The, I mean, anyone's familiar with Taisvis? I'll bring the the, the Rach was Gers like this. You take a look in the Rach. Gersoyos was an important part of it. The, the, um, the Rach wrote also on Chumash. 
we don't have a Sefer Vizan Chomish. What we do have is a collection of Sfarim that quote him um, on Chomish. So, Ed Rabbein Bechai quotes him, this week's Pasha, actually, well, Seova, um, two, two things, actually. Um, the, 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 he quotes him, Kaj Ramban, and they've put together, the first one to put together a safe of, of his points on Chumash was actually Rappaport. Um, the uh, Mosar of Cook put out one also, Rabbein Hananel. It's basically just an enhanced version of, of that uh, a collection that Shir did. Um, it's interesting that in, in last week's Pasha, Pasha's boy, the Rach writes that the Ike Kiddush HaKadosh was always um, with the Cheshbin, and the um, Edus was just a Mitzvah Mikabla Edus. But they always had a Cheshbin, that was their, their, their go to. That's interesting. In Beshalach, he has a piece where he says <coughs> there are four Ikre Emuna <coughs> that make a person a Maimon. I want to talk about this point because it's very it's it's interesting. We know it as Yud Gimel Ikrim, because the Ramah wrote Yud Gimel Ikrim. There are other shitas, not that they disagree with any particular Ikr, but they feel that that you don't need to say thirteen. You can you can recategorize them. The Klolim. So Lamashal. And this is, the Rach says, the first Klal is a belief in HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That includes HaKadosh Baruch Hu, is not corporal, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu has no gvul. Uh, all, all the inyanim about HaKadosh Baruch Hu, he's, let's call it one thing, a belief in HaKadosh Baruch Hu. A second thing is a belief in Hisgalus, which means Nevoah, Nevoah's Marsh Rabbeinu, Torah. The fact that HaKadosh Baruch Hu communicated to us, A, the existence of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, B, communication. That inc- all of these include many, you know, many of the ikrim that are right. The third one is scharva einish, and the fourth one is geula, which is very interesting. We think of schar and einish and geula as coming together. It's all Mashiach comes, everything be good and tzaddikim and so on. They're two very different in yonim. Scharva einish is personal. A person does good. Kadosh Baruch Hu is there to is is there to to give him schar. Person does bad, that's one world. The idea that the world itself will come back together and become the good world that Kaddish Baruch Hu wanted, that's something that's, um, that, that's a, a very different dimension. The Inyanim of Geula, whether they're talking about Chiyas or Mashiach, it, it means that the world was meant to be a good place, the world messed up, and it's going to be a good place again. It's not schar voinish. It's a very different Indian. So he, Hamidon al Arba, so he's in a certain sense, when you look at the first person who speaks about Ikri Amuna, the Rach seems to be the one who's the first person. And the Ramos became much more famous. But Tachlis, the Rach is before the Ramam, the Rach is the Rif's Rebbe, who was the Rimagash Rebbe, who was the Ramos Rebbe. You're talking about, and again, they may not have been Rebbeim specifically, but they certainly one fed into the other. So, so the Rach um, in, in Chumash, different, different types of Purushim, but that's a very interesting piece. There's one more element about the Rach and Agathis that people have found interesting, 
And it's hard to know how much you can build out of it. And I'll, I'll tell you what it is. Derech in three places, twice in Chagiga and once in Sukkah, mentions that strange things that happened, happened in a dream. I, I have it printed out um, here. In Sukkah it says, Reb Shimon says, Reisi b'nei aliyah. So he says, it means, Reisi ruach ha-kodesh, kimoi reiyas chaloim. So he saw it as a type of Ruach HaKodesh where he saw it in a dream. So that's Pashit. Reisi B'nei Aliyah, he meant where did I see them? I, I didn't walk around and, and check them. I had a, a Cholom Ruach HaKodesh. The Gemara in Chagiga Dafhei where it says Malchamavis came to take down Miriam and Gadloi, missed up, missed up which Miriam and so on. So he says... Um, so he brings the Yesh Mishayma and Chagiga also where it says that um, the, you know that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is Megaladim in Olam Hav and so on he says Yesh Mishayma Maris Halolu Kederach Chaloim Nirim like it says, a Kaddish Baruch Hu is, is, is sometimes seen is, is, is as a zok, and sometimes seen as so on and so forth. Uh, um, those are three places that he mentions Cholim. I'm not aware of other places. So a lot of Torahs written on this, they didn't believe in Agathas, they said this, that. It, it, it means nothing. These are in Yonim that it's not shy to see it physically. In other words, these are in Yonim that just the context lends itself. What does it mean? I, I saw the Benelia. Where did I see them? I went around from town to town looking for Benelia. It doesn't make sense. Or they saw a Kaddish Baruch Hu like a Zokin. There's no way you could see a Kaddish Baruch Hu. The only thing is a Mara Nevoa. So, so all these things in the context, it, 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 they, they kill you. Know, it goes into the whole, they, they were rationalists, they go in and this and that. These are in Yonim that this is the only way you could understand it. It, it just, um, you know, to see a Malach how do you see a, how do you see a Malach You can't see a Malach with your eyes. It's only Derech Nevuah and Derech Haloyim. So, so the places that, you know, so, so they quote this, and, and this is the this is places where um, what you want to see is what you see. Whatever Cholim you're having, that's what you see. That's basically, so if the guy needs, if a person needs to find that they didn't believe in anything supernatural, so here it is. It's not true. It may or may not be true other places, but there's zero riot from these three places. These three places are speaking specifically about in Yanim that are not given over to that. And, and uh, you know, it's something which is, um, by its very context, that's the most natural explanation. Al-Kaponim. So, Durach is um, somebody that w- w- we don't know much about. We know he had... He was a wealthy person, it says. That's brought down. Um, and it says also he had nine daughters. Those are things that say, um, you know, that, that's in, in, the, in those few snippets that we have of letters, stuff like that, that's written. Other than that, we don't know much about their lives. But we do know that this was it, it, the, the, the bridge. The, this was the chibur. It, it, I mean, we don't even begin to understand how important this is. Torah of the Go'inim lasted a few hundred years. It was its own flavor, and it had own Nitzias, and the Torah of Rishonim lasted a few hundred years and had its own flavor, its own Nitzias. There's a difference between the two. 
And the fact that there's a person who bridged them, he is, of all the Gonim, he's, he's the only one who's really quoted widely in Taisvis and other Rishayim. Very rarely, we, when we speak about Rav Haigo and the other ones, very rarely they get a quote. The Rach is very there. The Rach carries with himself, on the one hand, the Messiris of Gonim, on the other hand, that done in his words, Taisvis is, is done in his words, like a Rishon. He, he bridged the two. There was the, 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 he was someone that took Taurus, he was Rabbi Goyen's Talmud, or whether Kipshut or not, and he brought over the Messiris to the Rif, to the Terebina Gershom, to Reb Balaruch. This means that he was the critical piece that connected the two. His Pirish is the first prototype of both a Pirish and also a little bit bringing the Yushalmi and other things. Um, yes, it's, there's very little that we know about him, and there is, um, and we don't have much of his Torah that, that stayed. But, but understanding that this was a critical junction where <coughs> one, one huge period of Kalyasol's Torah had to feed into another one, and Ashkacha picked him and Rabbi Nisim Goyim as the ones Mechavit, it gives a little bit of appreciation of, of who he was. So, so let me say that the, um, 